using vehicle computer data to solve crimes. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Lam Gwen, Director of the Defense Cyber Forensics Laboratory at the DOD Cyber Crime Center. Welcome, Lam. Hi, how are you doing, Tanya? Welcome. So what is the mission of the Defense Cyber Forensics Lab? Well, we are a uh, support entity that um, supports all criminal investigations uh, by the uh, military criminal investigative organizations. So we work with NCIS, CID, OSI, all of the different criminal investigative activities across the DOD. We perform digital forensics in support of those cases. Cars and trucks today don't just serve as transportation devices. They've become data storage centers, if you will. So what kinds of data do the computers in our vehicles generate and store? Uh, massive amounts of data. So uh, cars uh, have uh, numerous sensors and computer components that both transmit and store data uh, that relate to your driving. Uh, so generally speaking, when we look at that data, we're looking at three different types of data. Uh, the first is what we call telematics. So this is data associated with uh, your car's controllers, your braking system, your parking system, uh, when you put your seatbelts on, when doors open, when the engine starts and stops, that type of thing. Uh, a second category of data we have is what we call infotainment. So the data that you use to, for example, log on to your favorite podcast uh, or you check the weather in your car, uh, these different types of uh, data can be useful in criminal investigations. And the last set of data that, that we look at is um, so what we call sync data. And this is the ability for you to walk into your car and automatically synchronize the data that's on your phone uh, or on other devices uh, to your car's computer system to get that integrated uh, user-friendly uh, capabilities that uh, most modern cars have today. So let's talk about sync. What kind of data gets transferred to the vehicle when we connect our phones? Uh, so it depends on how you set it up, right? Uh, so uh, I think that your standard data is going to be you're able to play your music, you can upload music, you can download music, you can use things like uh, Apple Music or uh, Amazon Prime Music through your car's audio. Uh, I think the, the other obvious uh, data points are things like phones. Uh, most of us are required to make phone calls through uh, our audio system in the car that information needs to be synced through your phone. So that includes contact information, uh, who you're calling, the duration of a call, uh, when a call was made. Um, you also have the capability for a lot of the newer systems uh, to be able to sync your text messages and other data that's associated, uh, that you associate very closely with your phone. So how does law enforcement access and use the full stack of vehicle data to solve crimes? So it really depends. Uh, the, the obviously, different crimes call for different investigative methods. And so when we're looking at a, um, a vehicle uh, in commission of a crime, for example, uh, we may look at it for its physical attributes. 
right? So for example, and you see this on TV shows a lot uh, where uh, you're looking at tread patterns on the car, uh, physical dents on the car. So these are your more traditional methods of forensic analysis to determine, for example, if a car has been uh, off-roaded or how an accident happened, uh, things like reconstructing uh, the physical aspects of the car. But now this new emerging field is related more to the uh, computer components uh, associated with the car. And with cars nowadays, uh, there's a number of sensors that record uh, what most people would generally refer to as black box data, right? How fast was your car going when the airbag deployed, for example? Uh, was there a passenger in the passenger seat? Um, <clears throat> when was the door open? When was the door closed? Uh, things like hard braking is also recorded in the telematics of a car. So, for example, if your car is driving at 65 miles an hour and comes to a sudden stop, that information is also recorded and can be useful for investigative purposes. How do digital forensics experts build timelines and profiles from vehicle data? So this uh, is a, a, a combination of uh, your typical gumshoe detective work, right? Uh, where there is uh, information, again, uh, you may have surveillance cameras, you may have uh, time and date stamp uh, CCTV, uh, in addition to and in conjunction with uh, when a phone call was made on the, the, in the car. Uh, when the car was going at 65 miles an hour. Um, those date and time reconstructions are key to most investigations uh, that involve vehicles. And so, for example, if you get in your car and it, you're, you have your iPhone with you, uh, your iPhone, if it's pre-programmed with the car, is automatically going to try to sync data uh, between your phone and your car. This is indicative of the fact that that particular phone, maybe not necessarily you, but that your phone was in the car at a particular date and time. This can be key in terms of determining who uh, the identity of a per particular person was or the subject of an investigation, whether they're there at all. Uh, and this goes beyond phones too, right? Uh, so when you're looking at a computer network, uh, cars operate on something called CAN bus. It's the network that allows all of the different sensors and computer components in the car to work together. Uh, but it also has Bluetooth. It also syncs to external devices. And a lot of times we forget how ubiquitous data is. So when you're looking at your phone, your phone's going to automatically try to connect, but so will my phone. And even though we don't have, my phone is not prepared to your car, uh, it's going to send out a signal that attempts to make that connection. That information is recorded and it's recorded at a certain date and time. Uh, perhaps the same thing with your smartwatch. Uh, in all of these devices, they go on and on and on. You have dashboard cams. You have, uh, I think now Amazon has uh, an Alexa Auto version of uh, their, their home product. All of these devices continually ping and talk to one another over this network. And all of that information can be useful to derive and forensically reconstruct real world events just using telematics data. 
to what degree do digital privacy laws protect our data from law enforcement or insurance companies for that matter? There's uh, a, a lot of debate uh, on that topic nowadays, right? So w when, when we look at it from a criminalistics perspective, uh, you know, you're covered by your Fourth Amendment rights, right? So we, we can't automatically search your car unless we have a search warrant or we have consent to do so. So there, there are a number of uh, legal restrictions that allow us from just grabbing data. Uh, now, there's an area of the law that's very interesting in which data because it's so ubiquitous, uh, whether or not you have privacy associated with that data. And keeping in mind that you are electing to talk to Alexa or talk to Siri, right? And so you are submitting that information to those companies. Uh, again, those aren't um, situations where you have uh, a lot of um, discretion over what the company that you've chosen to provide that data to uh, does with that data. And so, for example, I mean, Google's well known to use a lot of the data that you provided uh, to conduct advertising or to sell marketing ads. Uh, again, it's different in the law enforcement arena where we're required to have legal process and uh, due process for the information that we do use in an investigation. So what advice can you offer to the law abiding when they want to sell or trade a vehicle or for rental customers as they close out their trip? That's, uh, that's, a, that's a great question. Uh, as far as uh, selling cars, they're usually, uh, you have a capability to uh, do factory resets. Uh, and that it's much like selling a phone. Uh, when you sell a phone, you want to put it into a factory fresh condition so that none of your data um, resides on that device uh, when somebody else gets it. Uh, I think that there are um, different considerations when, for example, you're renting a car. And in my view, don't sync your phone with a rental car uh, and uh, don't provide data needlessly. Uh, you know, if you don't have to provide the data, you shouldn't do that on purpose. Uh, yeah, because as on a transient vehicle that may have other people accessing that data, it's very difficult to be able to erase every trace of yourself if you're constantly emitting data. And so that's something that you have to be very careful and very cognizant of when you are uh, using devices, vehicles, or computers that are not your own. Lum Gwen, Director of Defense Cyber Forensics Laboratory at the DOD Cybercrime Center. If somebody wants to connect with you, maybe they want to find out more about the work that you're doing, how can they do that? Uh, so the best way to do that is to go to our website. It's www.dc3.mil. Uh, and that will give you all of the information you need to know for our De Defense Cyber Center and all of the work that we do in this area. Uh, personally, you can find me on LinkedIn uh, if you search for GoToLam. Uh, G O T O L A M. Perfect. Thanks again for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you. And find more of my interviews right here or subscribe at YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.